This podcast was made possible thanks to Drama Victoria. We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land that we listen and record on today. I record on the land of the Wurundjeri Willem people of the Kulin Nation and I pay my respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman, and today we are having a conversation with the Head of Drama at Camberwell Grammar, as well as a member of the Drama Victoria Committee of Management, Andrew Stocker. Andrew Stocker has been working on a pretty interesting project. He's going to be speaking to us about how it came about, who he has been working with, how it has developed, and how you can get along and see it as well. So without any further ado, I bring you Andrew Stocker on What the Butler Saw. More. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Thank you very much, Nick. It's a great pleasure to be here with you. Uh, you're always wonderful to have on the podcast. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background as a theatre maker and storyteller? Right. Well, um, it started many years ago. Um, I uh, uh, trained to be an actor uh, in community and educational theatre at Bretton Hall College in West Yorkshire uh, many years ago and uh, then trained to be a teacher and ended up working with a theatre and education company called the Creative Arts Team in New York City and um, came back and uh, um, and worked with a couple of companies, a remote theatre company in Hull. I came back from there and worked with the English Shakespeare Company for, for uh, 10 years um, uh, on and off and um, uh, eventually got into teaching. Uh, so tell us, uh, what, what led you to teaching? Yeah, well, it's difficult to earn enough money in educational theatre and I think I gave it a pretty good go for 15 years and uh, um, went into full-time teaching and thankfully I uh, realised I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I've been creating uh, youth theatre um, for, um, well, on and off for 30 years. Um, I, I really enjoy bringing practical um, theatre performances to the schools that I work in and I've worked in schools with no budget and I've worked in schools with um, quite large budgets um, but fundamentally it's the work that you do with the students that I, I think really um, really excites me um, it's a it, it's a collaborative uh, work that I uh, the way I approach my my work with students and uh, um, I find it invigorating and uh, I really enjoy putting on um, stories that um, uh, expose you know what life is and the problems of life as well as the highs um, and the joys so yeah I, I like to try and find uh, challenging pieces um, last year um, at Campbell Grammar School where I'm head of drama uh, we produced You're in Town and uh, it was a roller coaster of a year uh, we started off rehearsing as per normal and then you know tantalizingly close to um, completing the first half of the second act of You're in Town, uh, went into lockdowns of various sorts. Uh, came back and in and out of lockdowns, uh, we had to work out how we were going to produce the play. And so uh, the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the solution was to try and make use of some of the rehearsal videos that we'd recorded to remind us of choreography, for instance. And um, for those who might have missed the, the sessions and and the ones we were coming back to after a bit of time and um, so we actually ended up using some rehearsal footage with students in their in their um, uniforms um, uh, we actually had the opportunity and uh, after we got back from Easter to 
um, record dress rehearsals of two of the, um, the dance pieces, which was a, a, a great, a great joy in the end, because I thought that might be all we had. And of course it was all we had. Um, I, mine's a boys school. So when the girls couldn't join us, uh, we ended up recording um, some other numbers with the boys and the girls joined us on Zoom. Um, and over the course of the year, we put together this video of the entire musical. Um, shortly before we realized that we couldn't actually perform in person, I contacted um, Music Theatre International and asked if there were streaming rights for Urinetown and told them that we were doing a mixed mode presentation with um, um, Zoom, with recorded dress rehearsals and uh, so on. And they approached the rights holders who uh, gave us permission and any other school who was doing it in Urinetown, uh, I mean, in, in Australia, um, it felt a bit like Urinetown under COVID, of course, last year anyway. And the, 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 the uh, similarities between, uh, you know, the resonances between uh, the, the, the musical and what was happening around us was not lost on the students. Um, so uh, we ended up um, streaming um, an entire version of You're in Town uh, with a kind of a, a montage form format. Um, and I'm very grateful to Jess Douch, who is my production assistant, who's a bit of a whiz with um, video editing, who put it all together. It was a massive job for her, as anyone who's done any cutting of video would know. Um, so in the end, we were one of the few things that had happened at school, and we were quite proud of what we did but the uh, process ended up being um, you know, seven months rather than the usual three and a half. Um, so it was an effort. Um, and as you can imagine, um, when the um, Alumni Theatre Association approached me to direct a play at the beginning of February this year, rehearsing from October last year, um, it was, um, it, it was a, a, a gauntlet that they threw down in front of me, uh, which I decided to pick up and, um, and, and, and attempt to do a totally COVID safe um, version of what the butler saw uh, that could be presented in a range of modes, um, depending on uh, restrictions. Um, and, and so that's what we did. We rehearsed outside for a lot of the time and then inside when we could. Um, and then um, I think I think um, the most interesting thing we could talk about, Nick, is 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 the approach to the play, um, how you could cope with maximizing numbers depending on different restrictions within a, a particular space. Yeah, well, tell us um, about that process. What has that process been? <laughs> well, uh, look, my theatre is in the middle of a of a block with other classrooms, each of which has a projector in it. Um, and uh, with streaming nowadays, um, we could stream from the stage to those classrooms. So I, I wondered about how we could get um, a minimal number of people in the actual auditorium space um, and maximum number of tickets sold. So I thought, well, how could I do this play, What the Butler Saw by Joe Orton, and, um, uh, and present it in a way that... Um, that the audience could see part of it on in classrooms, in socially distanced um, rooms, socially distanced in rooms, and cycle through the building, um, you know, with according to whatever rules uh, my school put in place, sort of rotate through the auditorium and see part of it live, and as it were, as it as I've just mentioned, part of it on screens. 
um, and you know, vice versa for those people who started off in the space. Um, now, the, the, what the Butler saw is a hilarious farce. It's um, fast moving and um, requires a lot of slapstick, um, which we had to approach in, in a sort of a distanced way. Um, and, um, you know, absolutely absurd situations and, and, and quite, quite weighty issues mentioned um, passingly um, that you might not normally get in a, in a, in a comedy. It's set in a psychi in psychiatric clinic um, in, in the doctor's office, Dr. Prentice's office. Um, and um, so I decided that um, we could present it um, in a sort of immersive theater manner. Um, uh, so uh, um, you might be familiar with the uh, Punch Drunk um, uh, Theatre Company uh, that do immersive theatre performances, doing Sleep No More in, in New York. Um, well, I guess it's paused at the moment. And uh, they've done several shows that I've, I've um, seen in London, Faust and um, um, Bottle of Amontillado, I think it was, Edgar Allan Poe stories. Um, and he's, he sort of says, rather than being site-specific, they're site-sympathetic. So I was sort of coming in on how could I how could I give a, a, a gloss of um, of um, a, a sort of a clinical um, sort of experience for the audience and meld it in with what we were presenting. So in, in short, um, the audience arrive. They're welcomed as volunteers in a social psychiatric experiment. Um, they're taken to their first waiting room. Um, some of them are taken to the auditorium. They watch the first quarter of Act One. Then there's a pause in the action, which I checked out with the, the rights holders. Um, I was allowed to do it. Um, and, um, and, and then the audience groups or pods of these volunteers wearing masks and being um, sort of um, guided by actor guides in character as research assistants. Um, being very cagey about what the experiment is about, moving from place to place. And when they move, they get the opportunity to use a QR code in the program and answer a pseudo psychiatric questionnaire as they wait for the next bit of the play to be presented. Um, they're welcomed before this at the beginning, um, I forgot to say, by the cast who introduced themselves as research assistants who are going to play the role of actors in a production of Joe Orton's What the Butler Saw. So the whole um, uh, experience is kind of um, um, as, as a meta theatrical experience, but sort of within a, an extended metaphor or a sort of metaphorical wrapper, a conceit of um, a, a sort of psychiatric experiment. Um, and so that's the experiment. And uh, because we're also streaming online as well, we, um, we bought the rights to that. Um, we, um, uh, we have a situation where we've got a comedy where a lot of the audience we can't hear or, uh, and we can't see the, the, the faces of the audience that are in the theatre. So the pauses, the traditional pauses for laughter, um, sort of have been sort of cut out and it becomes more of a, um, you know, a relentless um, fairground ride, really, um, as the situations get more and more absurd. As it happens with current restrictions, we can have the whole audience in um, in the space um, distanced uh, for the second half. So I decided to keep this this um, 
uh, extended metaphor um, and the, the movement, the immersive theatre experience anyway, um, just in case, of course, we suddenly get restrictions on uh, Thursday, tomorrow when we open. Um, so that's, um, in essence, a sort of um, immersive theatre light, really, um, a sort of acknowledgement um, that allowed also us to use a really low budget approach to our set design, um, very low budget um, approach to, um, uh, uh, to the show. Um, uh, uh, because of course it's it's not actors it's research assistants putting this play on uh, so um, hopefully it works I, I wonder what people will get from it um, my very talented cast um, are, um, are doing an incredible job running in and out of doorways um, as is the tradition in farces um, in this um, in this piece that um, well Joe Walton basically um, satirizes the um, you know the mores of the of the English middle class, as well as the form of farce itself, um, which perhaps I've heightened and, and perhaps because of its the extended metaphor, um, I've allowed some of the more hashtag me too issues in the play, which might, you know, cause offence to have a slightly different um, impact. Um, and we've also got a trigger warning at the beginning, which is quite extensive about um, some of the issues that do come up uh, in, in the play. Um, so we're trying to make it clear right from the start um, that uh, what they see is uh, not a real event. <laughs> Absolutely. So we've heard a little bit about this project and how it came about. What um, uh, We've heard a little bit about what we can expect. Um, I'd love to know about uh, the process of creating it and making it. Has it, you said it's been quite collaborative with your group? Would you say that's accurate? That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the thing about sort of immersive theatre, if you're going to take over uh, the inside of a building and make it into part of the theatrical performance, you've, you've really got to war game, as it were, any circumstance. You know, the situation's got to be safe. You know, what happens if someone goes through that door? How can you stop them moving this way? Um, and so the conversations with the actor guides and the producers of this show have been quite extensive as we've tried to make it as um, sort of um, uh, audience proof as possible. Um, uh, uh, and the other, the, the, and of course the wonderful collaborative process that is directing um, actors um, uh, is a little bit more um, as you might expect, but we've had to try and maintain distances that might not usually be maintained. Um, and certainly rehearsing outside in an amphitheater um, in, the, in October and uh, November was uh, an experience as all sorts of different weathers, um, you know, kept careened across the sky um, and, uh, you know, uh, temperatures plummeted, water fell and, um, uh, and heat um, uh, uh, warmed us. So um, we had everything really. Absolutely. So this sounds like a really exciting production. I was lucky enough to catch your year in town or your version of year in town as you presented. Well done for doing such an incredible job on that. I've no doubt that this production will also be incredible. So how on earth do we watch? Uh, well, you can um, book in person um, and come to the theatre. There's still seats available. Um, you'll need to, you know, be wearing a mask through the whole performance. Um, 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 I went to Starbound earlier in the uh, year 
um, and was you know blown away by the talent there and we were sitting in our masks but it was so exciting being in live theater so um, you can see it live um, um, or you can um, uh, see it on the stream and we tried to give a little bit of that immersive experience in the stream as well and, and rather being a live stream just to save uh, you know the multiple you know technical problems that that can cause um, it's actually um, a recording of uh, of our second dress rehearsal last night um, and it's a it's a recording from beginning to end and although we cut from camera to camera it's actually a, a, a live capture um, which I think is quite an interesting approach um, we're on trybooking.com slash b-o-f-g-c um, and you can look it up on try booking as well uh, it's what the butler saw by joe orton and it's the camberwell grammarians theatre company c-g-t-c and we'll make sure that we have a link in the episode description if you go to the episode description uh, you can just find a link to to that as well we'll make sure we link that in Excellent. Well, this is terribly exciting. Um, I might give you a link to a, a little slideshow, perhaps, of, um, of, of um, um, moments from the play, too. Uh, people just want to have a quick look at that rather than uh, experiencing the, the whole thing. Absolutely. You've given some great ideas and, and food for thought for ways that we might implement something like this in our own schools and our own theatre companies. So thank you so very much for your time today, Andrew Stocker. It's been great sharing, sharing these ideas and, um, and I look forward to hearing some other ideas myself. I think the, the podcasts are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Nick, well done for producing such incredible, inspiring no, work. Stop it, you. <laughs> <laughs> that is all from us at The Aside. A big thanks to Andrew Stocker for coming along and telling us about his project, What the Butler Saw. There are links to getting tickets in the episode description and links as well to a slideshow of images if you're interested but cannot get along. The Aside podcast has a number of episodes that may interest you. We have over 300 episodes on a variety of different topics. Feel free to go through our episode bank and find one that piques your interest. If you have a suggestion for a future episode or you have a question, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We answer a number of emails each week and are very happy to help. A big thanks to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, to Eltham College for letting us record here, and of course, thank you for listening.